Well, greetings, folks. Apostle Lewis here with you, and uh, I'm going to try to get through this. I got a little bit of a chest congestion, and uh, would you pray for me? Keep me in your prayers. It'd be great. Hopefully, be done with this in a couple days and uh, back to 100%. But I want to talk to you today about the storms we face right before our greatest victories. And uh, you might be going through a storm. And you know what's funny is um, we're in Jacksonville, Florida. Believe it or not, it is uh, 73 degrees outside, and we are in a winter weather watch for a How storm. How can you have a 73-degree uh, winter storm? We have this uh, system coming through. I'm sure it's coming through most of the East Coast. And it's supposed to bring with it a lot of rain, wind, and um, also with it possible tornadoes. So they closed the schools today. And by the way, I always love it when they do that because... Everything's fine right now. They could have had school. Hey, before we go into the storms, let's talk about this. Would you do me a favor and go on YouTube? Uh, maybe you're on YouTube, Rumble, Facebook, wherever you're watching this video. Could you do me a favor and go to our YouTube channel, The Gate Church, and subscribe and like the channel? The reason is that's the one channel we are right now focusing on building up and getting followers on it. And we would love if you help us with the algorithms with that and go ahead and do that. Of course, you can always find me at lewisdcn.com thegatejax.com and you can always download our app the gate church of jacksonville so love you we're on all the platforms but if you could specifically go ahead and like that one i'd really appreciate it, it do us a lot of good thank you and god bless all right you. so let's talk about the storms we're going to have storms in life and i think that a lot of christians um they believe that coming to christ means you don't have storms let me explain something very important that you understand you are going to have storms whether you're a Christian or not a Christian. Okay, You're going to have storms. You're going to have to learn how to overcome those storms, whether you're a Christian or not a Christian. But I also want to tell you some truth, that the enemy comes to stop you because on the other side of that storm is a great victory. He sees where you're headed, and he's trying to preempt it. Now, if you turn to your Bibles in Luke chapter uh, 4, or Mark 4, I'm sorry, Mark 4, Verse 35, I want to show you this in the life of Jesus. Jesus, it says this, On the same day when evening had come, he said to them, Let us cross over to the other side. Let's go across the, across the lake. Now, when they had left the multitude, they took along in the boat, uh, took him along in the boat uh, as he was, and other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat, uh, beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But when he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow, and they awoke him. Now, what's interesting in the Greek here, this talks about this, this storm arose suddenly. And I would submit to you that this storm was the enemy. It was the enemy trying to, it wasn't the father, okay? The father never blessed the storm. This was, um, this was, the, this was the enemy trying to keep Jesus from where he is going. Okay, and so he rebukes the storm. They're all stunned, right? And it says, um, you know, they feared exceedingly to one another. You know, I, I can understand that. I can understand fearing that, you know, because they had not seen anything like it. Um, and and that he rebuked, remember, he, he didn't rebuke the water. He rebuked the wind uh, because the wind was the cause of it. And so... Remember, Satan's the power of the air, all these things. All right. You know, I've rebuked storms. I've seen them turn away. But let's just talk about the storms of our life. 
um, you might be going through one. And I want to encourage you because I've been through them. Uh, folks, I've been, I've been shot. I've been lied about. I've been stolen from in the ministry. Um, and yet it always seems to come right when we're headed, listen, in the right direction. I had someone ask me, can you think of a reason why you were shot? And I said, yeah, I was in the will of God. Like I was on this path with God that he wanted. And because I was on that pathway with God as he wanted, guess what? The enemy didn't want me to get where I was headed. And that is the same reason here. Because when Jesus gets the other side, he uh, meets the man at the tombs of the Gardarians and uh, delivers him just a multitude of of uh you know, demons. Matter of fact, it says he calls himself Legion. Uh, Legion is about 5,600 people in a Roman ar army. It's about 5,600. We know there was enough to take 2,000 swine and put them in the water. Now, why in the water? Why did Jesus have them go down to the water? Because, listen, they said, oh, let us go live in the swine, right? Now, you have to understand something, and this is something many people don't know is demons are not fallen angels. Demons are evil spirits. And they need rest. They're looking for a body to in, to uh, find a home in. I won't get into all of this now. Um, but they're not fallen angels. You have to understand this. And many Christians don't know this because they haven't studied. and Or their pastor doesn't know, and he hasn't studied. And he just thinks they're fallen angels. They're not because angels don't need to look for rest. Angels don't look for a body. Jesus said when an evil spirit is cast out of man, he looks for, he goes amongst the dry places and looks for rest. All right. Now, when he says, my name is Legion, for we are many, also he begged him earnestly that they would not send them out of the country. Now a large herd of swine was feeding there, there in the mountains, and all the demons begged him, saying, all the demons. Isn't that interesting? All the demons begged him earnestly that he would not send them out of the country. Now a large herds of swine was feeding, and he says this, And at once Jesus gave them permission, and the unclean spirits went out and entered the swine. There were about 2,000 of them. That gave a home for about, you know, uh, two and a half demons per swine. Uh, almost almost three per. And it says, it says this, And the herd ran violently down into the steep place into the sea and drown now the problem is is that demons don't like the water now this is something i really want you to understand i want you to hear me derek prince used to teach this if you have not been water baptized get water baptized water is what cut off egypt from israel it cut off their past from their future let me say that again. Water is what cut off Israel's past, Egypt, from their future, the promised land. They were baptized in the wilderness, the passing through of water. Now, I want you to explain this. I want you to understand this. Baptism is a big part of your salvation. Paul preaches this in Romans 6. Now, look. Now, let me explain something else. Jesus, Satan is always wanting to sift you, beat you up, especially if you're on the road. But he always wants to do it. Don't think 
you can avoid the road because you look at the people who avoid the road and they end up drunk, drugs, uh, multiple marriages. It didn't work that way either. Okay. Satan always wants, he, he is looking for flesh to devour. He goes about like a roaring lion. He's looking for flesh to devour. Don't make room for the devil. Don't make room for the devil. But if you're going through a storm, I want to I want to I want to say this to you. Jesus is praying for you. When he when when Jesus tells Peter on the night that um says we're all going to be made to stumble. You know, Peter makes his you know, declaration, "Lord, even if everyone else stumbles, I won't stumble. And Jesus says to him, Peter, Satan has asked that he may sift you, but I have prayed for you. Now, what I, I find this very interesting. Jesus didn't say, hey, Peter, I told him no. Why? Because in Peter's pride, he made room. In Peter's pride of, I won't do it. Everyone else might fall. In his pride, he made room. Don't make room. Stay humble before the Lord. Don't be fearful of the enemy. Fear the Lord. Don't fear the enemy. And stay really, really pressed into that. And if you do that, you'll actually create a proper place that the Lord will protect you. And it doesn't matter what you go through. I got shot. I recovered. I've been stolen from, finances tripled. I was lied about, God started doing miracles, more miracles and signs and wonders. I had ministers tell me, when I, when I protected or I stood up with Todd Bentley, you're going to lose your ministry. Well, I haven't lost my ministry. And I told them, you didn't give it to me. You can't take it from me. They threatened me. So if you stand with Todd, you're going to lose your ministry. I said, no, I don't think so. I'm not standing with Todd. I didn't I didn't defend Todd's sin. I defend Todd's right to be restored. Because that's the cross. You know, we got Mike Bickle. We got T.D. Jakes rumors now. We've had Maldonado. We've had all these people that have fallen. Let me explain. Well, how should the church react? The church. Listen. The church should respond this way. Restore our brethren. Pray for our brethren. Pray that they find repentance, healing, and wholeness before the Lord and bring them back into the body without, without, hum, without um, um, humiliating them, without shame, because that's Christ. That's Christ. Okay, that's the way it is. And, you know, you look at Tiger Woods, you know, the golf world, which was totally ticked off at him, eventually received them back, and he's their little darling again. I wonder if the church can learn something. Now, he didn't come to Christ. He didn't, you know, necessarily repent before the Lord. He's not a Christian. But can we learn how to actually love people and bring them back through their failure? He's not, Mike Pickles, probably not going to get everything back. 
He's been removed from IOP, so that's a done deal. But Mike Pickle's story now might be more impactful for us than the last 30 years. If if we allow him to be restored. You're going to go through a storm. I want you to know that. We all do. And it's not necessarily because you're on the wrong track. Evaluate it. You can, you know, you know if that, if, listen, you will know instantly, oh my God, I got off track. You know if you're following Jesus or not. And sometimes it's not repentance. Sometimes it's like I got to strengthen myself in the faith. I got to remember what God said and I got to press through the storm. What's your job in the storm? Your job is to keep on course. Your job is to stay focused. Your job is to remember the word of God. Your job is to remember what God has spoken to you. Okay, that he'll be with you always. You know, that he has sent you to a people. or He has sent you to build a business. He has sent you to do this. And you start confessing that. And you start believing that. And you start remembering that. And you keep it before your eyes. Don't keep the tragedy before your eyes. Keep the... Keep the, the power of God. Keep the promise of God before you. It will strengthen you. It will give you resolve. It will help you. You'll feel Holy Spirit partnering with you in that. And then lean into Jesus the whole way. Lean into Jesus. Jesus, I know you called me to do this. I know you sent me to do this. I don't care what the enemy does. I'm going to stay focused, Jesus. Help me, Jesus, in this process. I lean upon you, Jesus, to help me through this stage of my life and this storm of my life. Because I know on the other side, there's a great victory for me. Amen? Amen, amen, amen. God bless you. Look, just do those little things. I want to hear from you. Put a comment down below. I love you. Uh, I'll pray for you. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.